Hey everybody, I'm Jody Vance. And I'm George Affleck. And it's time for... If you wanna get down, down on the ground, cocaine. Unspun. <laughs> Seriously? A cocaine intro? Oh, uh, White House. Okay. White House. Tell me the story. I mean, White House, apropos title for this story, I suppose. They found cocaine in the White House. It, it, it's it's weird. But the, the most entertaining part of it is all the theories, of course. It's Hunter Biden. It's Don Jr. It's the Biden himself. It's uh, stress. Staffers staff. working around the it's, clock. Yeah. I mean, the thing is, and I saw, you know, the, I'm pretty sure they could probably figure it out pretty quickly because when there's probably unlimited cameras in the White House, you know, they found it in a bathroom, in a tour, in one of the tour bathrooms. So it's probably some guest who went in there and God, it's just a they weird story. They absolutely have cameras in there. That's yeah. nuts. That's <laughs> nuts. We got a lot to talk about today. Yes. That's nuts. So, <laughs> I mean, where to begin? I've got, well, I've got our list. Uh, I let's think, talk, uh, yeah, go uh, ahead. Abby, I mean, yeah. Do you want to read I mean, the tweets? Do you want to read? Can we read the? Yeah, tweets? you know what? I can. I can. Hold on. Because, Let me just grab it real quick. So this is Avi Barzali. 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 Who yeah. is, goes by East Fan Builders? His uh, Twitter handle, and uh, he put out a Twitter thread yesterday. Speaking of threads, we'll talk about that later. Um, yeah. uh, that was so telling and so. You know, I, I think it's one of my more popular Fairness. tweets. I, I, I just like, oh my god, this is. I said it's dumbfounding this, this information. So you, you just read what he wrote. It's like four I'll tweets, five tweets. Yeah, I'll give you. I'll give you the Coles notes here. Basically, it starts with the paperwork needed to do a bathroom renovation in Vancouver will absolutely blow your freaking mind. A thread, and then he copied in everybody in city council and the mayor, and he starts with. Number one, you need a survey, a $2,000 survey. Every house renovation and therefore building permit application in Vancouver requires a survey. Every single one. Doesn't matter how small your project is. You could be installing a powder room. Doesn't matter. No survey, no building permit. Two, energy advisor report. That's <laughs> $1,500. Every project that costs more than $20,000, which most things do, frankly, Bathroom especially, yeah, especially requires an energy report and blower door test. Every single one doesn't matter what type of project you're doing. You need an energy report, no energy report, no permit for you. Number three, hazardous materials report, $750. If you're working mm -hmm. on a house that was built before 1990, you will require a report from hazmat QP as many materials before that time may contain asbestos. Number four, an arborist report for $750. Every project needs an arborist report. I've tried arguing that section 7.3 of the protection of trees bylaws doesn't require it. They don't care. You can spend weeks arguing with staff or you can just pay an arborist $750. Number five, a schedule from a structural engineer, $750. You could mm -hmm. be doing absolutely no structural work, but city staff couldn't tell a structural wall from a partition wall. If you're doing a renovation, just best to submit a letter from an engineer. And then drawings are $2,000. No need for an architect here. For small renovations, a drafter or technologist will do, but you just can't submit plans of the renovated area. You will need the entire floor area. Also a site plan and details, all this for a bathroom. And then seven, an owner's undertaking letter and building permit application. That's not 
uh, a cost. It's not a big deal, just a couple of forms. And then you have to have electrical, plumbing, and HVAC permits. That's $1,000. You need inspections. Mm -hmm. So for simple bathroom, you need to get plumbing, electrical, framing, possibly insulation inspection, and then, and then uh, exterior wall, and then electrical and plumbing and HVAC, HVAC on the final inspection. This is all for a bathroom, George. I'm still going. I could keep going. Basically, he said <laughs> for his bathroom reno before he even got a permit, didn't even get yeah. a permit. Yeah. Ten grand. I just did almost, the math. It was came out almost ten grand. Almost eight thousand nine thousand five hundred seven hundred fifty dollars. It's insane, and it's just it's a perfect example of how broken uh, this city is. Uh, I don't know if it's any different in other municipalities, but I mean the Arbor thing is is clearly the most ridiculous whether or not that's something you, in a bathroom renovation i assume if it's outside the bathroom and you got to move the tree because of a plumbing or something then you then you got to get an arborist report and you know we have a tree at my house that's dead it's been dead for a while we have to get it it's clearly dead we have to get an arborist report to remove this tree at 750 bucks we got to fill these forms we got to do this like ah but i just think that how do you turn things around with that kind of craziness and it's not just the costs he's talking about he's talking about arguing with staff he's targeting talking about just the process itself and you can only imagine he knows what he's doing if you're somebody trying to go in there and, and you're just doing it yourself like it, it leads to two things one obviously costs to do anything in the city but also just people just start doing it uh you know the black you know just don't do it don't go for the permits just do it themselves and don't tell anybody which is not safe it's yeah. madness it's madness and the one thing that I, I was doing the Mike Smith show today on CKNW where we were talking this through, I had Peter Meisner come on, like, thank you to the city councilor who did, you know, come show up in the hot seat and, and reference. He's like, it's bloated. It's broken. We got to fix it. There's no question. We were handed, yeah. uh, you know, a, a really layer upon layer upon layer of bureaucracy that has grown to what we see. Uh, today and you know my question to him was do you is it a is it a is it a renovation or is it a tear down and a, and a rebuild no no uh yes pun intended um and and it was really difficult because when we opened up the phones and i actually had a caller from surrey who mm -hmm. called in and talked about wanting to renovate uh a room on his property i think it was actually a deck he had a deck and he also wanted to renovate the suite and all of the construction people all the the um, the builders that he had come in and, and to quote on it, as soon as he said he had to, you know, obviously we need to, you'd need to get permits. All of them said, no, oh. I don't get, I don't get paid for that. I don't get paid to go get the permit. So you got to get the permits and then call me yeah. and then I'll quote. And so maybe we'll, maybe we'll be available when all That's those right. come through. I, Cause it could take years. I remember this when I did a renovation of my place all, nine years ago, 10 years ago. Uh, and same situation exactly and so i had to hire an engineering company and paid them because i wasn't going to do this paperwork uh and i certainly given that it was a city council at the time i didn't want it it was awkward for me to go through that process so i had an engineering which cost me that cost two thousand dollars just to have them fill the paperwork to do the paperwork that cost ten thousand dollars it wasn't ten thousand nobody can build time, but nobody can build no, and this we're, is for we're, we can't even we can't create a, a a suite in our home to rent out to help with the crisis it's crazy it seems crazy to me and, and maybe i'm oversimplifying it i often do but it seems crazy to me that they're they're screaming from the rooftops of how we need to build more we don't have enough in a housing affordability nightmare like it's beyond crisis it's mm -hmm. and it's getting worse by the day yeah. people don't have 
anywhere to go. But in order to build something, it's so cost prohibitive. Like even yeah. if you want to create space in your home that you can, you know, put up a wall and add a door and have somebody live in that space. So you can add density to your home. If you're an empty nester, it's not even an extra suite. You just want to put in some privacy. You can't do that without mm -hmm. a permit. You can't. Nope. Uh -uh. We need and to streamline so this touching an exterior wall. Now you're in big trouble. Right. <laughs> and, and the fact that he says in that thread that he, that, that he getting staff to understand what an exterior wall is or what a supporting wall is in a, in a architectural drawing. It's, I mean, I don't want to, I mean, I already got in trouble last week from QP regarding you know, staffing at city hall. And so it's not a slam against staff, but I think that there is a, the system has, is failing us. And yeah. I don't know what, this council or any council can actually do to turn this around. And uh, even senior management there, can they turn this around? It's a matter of, and we've talked about this before, and it was something we passed when I was in council where it's uh, this sort of nexus stuff, and it still hasn't been implemented in the way that I would have expected where, okay, you are a, a, an approved builder that never ever has a problem. You always fill out your paperwork properly. Uh, you could just submit your paperwork after you've done it. And, and we just kind of assume and we'll do spot checks uh, that you will never know when we will show up one of your projects and check over your work. Uh, so assume it, we might show up every time. Uh, so you, that ensures- Or never. That, or never, you don't know. That's the whole point of that process. And so you have these yeah. competent builders who have a great reputation who then can get things done fast because they don't have to go- And you lose your nexus if you, if you get caught doing anything, even exactly. the smallest One strike, thing. one strike, yeah. you're out. One yeah. strike, you're out. And so I don't understand what the holdup with that is. Why can't we trust some of these guys who are competent and have proven themselves? And you just have to have the checks and balances in place uh, and let them just have, here's a, a package, a digital package, eh, 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 submit, uh, done. I mean, it's madness. It's madness. And I, I don't it's know. It's madness. You know, and, and then you... That's why you know you sort of wonder why our city's not clean. <laughs> How we... Well, let's go there. Yeah, let's <laughs> yeah. go there because I could I could talk about this permitting thing forever. Like instead of having all of these fees going to the arborist and the HVAC and the whatever and the blah blah blah, like there's somebody's making a lot of money off of this. By the way, those required things are turnkey for businesses that are oh, yeah. that are doing that, right? Because it, you have to have Jody. It. It's it's called pay as you go. And this yeah. is something Vision brought in, right? To reduce taxes, which they never did. Uh, no. They created a, a bunch of pay-as-you-go systems where everything gets charged for when you want to use it, which uh, is it was meant to reduce taxes, but they never reduced taxes. So they double double whammy for the taxpayers or the construction worker, whoever. Yeah. So, uh, you know, the pay-as-you-go system in concept, fine. Okay, if it's going to cost me $3,000 or $10,000 to do a bigger renovation, but, but then you slow down the process because of this. Uh, but then I also and want to see my, my taxes property tax down. in the yeah, meantime. And up my meantime? property tax. No, uh, everything's no. going up, and you also it yeah. also costs more, which is just crazy. Um, yes. So let's shift to a municipality that often leads the way on <laughs> yes. things in a way that feels commonsensical and at pragmatic. the base, pragmatic at the root of what municipal governance should be. You yeah. know, if you're getting into, Brad West said this to me, I talked to Mayor Brad West. Uh, yes, we're talking about the Port Coquitlam mayor, if that's triggering for you. just <laughs> There's some people like, why are you talking about him again? Because he's a good leader, because yeah. he is finding ways to get stuff done. And to that end, uh, they did the pothole filling blitz uh, a few weeks back instead of making it a, you know, 
ongoing. We're going to eventually do a program about potholes. They're to fill the potholes. Like, let's just start filling them. And you're going to be mm-hmm. inconvenienced if it's right in front of your house. But look, as soon as it's finished, you won't have a pothole anymore. So yeah. they did a blitz where they just went around and filled all the potholes. And so that got him to thinking about doing this quadrant-driven three-day cleanup of Port Coquitlam and the activation, what is so refreshing. And we talked about the beautification of Vancouver that had the great logo and somebody had designed it. The communications people did a great 40. And and then you tried to go get you to find 47, 47 communications. People did a really good job uh, in communicating it other than there was really no event because I was like, where do I go? Where do I pick up the stuff to clean up my neighborhood? And they're like, you were assuming it was going to be just what Brad West is doing in Poco. And, you know, and it's a brilliant, I mean, obviously Poco Quitlam is a lot smaller than Vancouver. A lot smaller. But if you were to do a marketing effort with those 47 communications staff and say, guess what? Uh, on whatever date, yeah, on these three days, everybody get together, all staff, all 10,000 staff from Park Board and City Hall, let's all show up or whatever the process is and quadrants and everybody just goes out there and cleans up. I was involved when I was in office to, in South Vancouver and neighborhood cleanups and stuff. It was amazing amazing how much garbage we pick up. And I went yeah. out with my boys and we had sticks, things that pick, and they, had, they were having a great old time. Pierce found this giant, giant he tried to find the biggest things to see if he could pick it up with the, these, you know, those hook grabbers and uh, yeah, yeah, those yeah, grabbers. Yeah. And uh, we came back with giant bags of, of garbage and we only went one block from the actual event. Uh, and so if you were to do that once a year, as a, I would jump in on board with that in Yale Town. Totally. I mean, I would say take it one step further, George, make it an event where there's a payoff, make it a scavenger hunt, make it a thing yeah. where if you, you bring X amount or, of garbage, yeah, yeah, you weigh it at the end and you get a thing, make it like a salmon derby, except for the garbage is the more garbage you collect, the better chances you get of winning a, you know, a mm-hmm. one year pass to every you know, city outlet or you get yeah. whatever, whatever we it all, is, something. It's like spring cleaning is such a, we all do it in our homes. Yeah, It's a great satisfying, unless you're not a clean person, but generally when you, in the spring, we have this personally, we generally all go and do this massive deep clean in our homes. It's kind of right. something you do. The sun shines in I and you're up. like, yeah. you're, the sun shines in. You're like, oh damn, it's dirty in those, here. Yeah. Those windows, yeah. I can't even see. Not open. dark anymore. Yeah. 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 Anyways. I, the other part of that, though, is the graffiti piece. We talked about how when you have civic pride around, you know, the street sweepers out right. they're they're cleaning the sidewalks, they're clearing out the storm drains, they're getting rid of the graffiti, they're they're going to make it look and smell better in the city. Mm-hmm. Like when I I don't know about you, but you live in Yale Town. I live in Kitsilano, but there are parts of this city where it is unbelievably stinky like mm-hmm. urine and human feces and and dog yep. poo and and just garbage and rotting things and like where we we have to get better at this and and granted during the pandemic i didn't touch people's garbage i used to be i used to walk out of pacific spirit park carrying people's cups because i don't know the people that walk into the park and decide i'm going to just leave this right yeah. here in the middle of this park because there's no garbage here. I'm like, I don't know who does that. I don't like them, I will say. I'm <laughs> I'm very angry at people who litter. Mm-hmm. I don't like it. Yes. But back in the day, I would gather it up and I would go out of my way and be inconvenienced, whatever, first world problems. And I'd carry that crap to the garbage can. But in the pandemic, I stopped doing that. I'm not picking mm-hmm. up other people's stuff because I don't know. I don't know what's mm-hmm. on that. 
right? We all became a little bit germaphobe and that kind of has stuck. Like there was a time yeah. I would always pick up what was on the street and now I won't, I'm not picking up your mask that you dropped. No, that's gross. But gross. how did you drop that mask? Fall off your face? Uh, yeah, when we were kids, I'm, I'm a bit older than you, but when I was a kid, I remember every in grade four, we every, every seemed like a big deal. Like the environment when I was a kid wasn't the wasn't global warming. It was cleaning up the environment around you, and yeah. you draw posters about garbage and how to clean up, and it became it became a really important part of schooling to understand how important it was to keep your area clean, your your city clean, your neighborhood clean, and. And uh, I think they still, some schools still kind of do this, but not enough. it doesn't seem like they talk about cleanliness more than they talk more about the environment. Yeah. They don't talk about cleanliness. It seems like it's, oh, Pacific that's not crime. like, yeah, it's, that's, that's not cool, man. <laughs> I, I was why. driving down the road. Uh, I was going to the interior. So I was on the highway. I was going through the Fraser Valley and the car in front of me, no word of a lie. These people threw an entire bag of McDonald's no. trash out their window while driving down the highway. I can't even tell you the rage that I felt in my soul. I wanted to stalk them and report them to police. I was so mortified. Who would do that? And it was a family. It was like a group of people. It wasn't just a couple of dumb teenagers because they would probably get the the assumption. It wasn't, it was grown ass adults That's who crazy. just were like, Bleh. I remember a scene from Mad Men I don't know if you watched Mad Men, but there was a scene in it where the family were having a picnic. And this, this is a show that was based in the 50s and early 60s. And uh, they have this picnic in this park and then they get up and they just throw all their stuff in the, in, on the ground and walk away. And it was sort of a statement on how, how times have changed. changed. You, know, you would never do right. that now, but people do. It seems crazy. They either cups and parks, maybe micro versions of that. But it was like very uh, you're sort of like. Yeah, that's, you know, we don't have to worry, but somebody else is going to take care of that. Someone well, will clean this. They don't. Yeah. Who? They don't. And then, and then on the flip side of that, George, apparently. Yes. I'm not allowed to wash my car. I know. I saw your Twitter. Uh, what the ever love and hell is happening? <laughs> what is happening? Oh, the uh, things that you rinse off your car, they'll damage the environment. Really? <laughs> Uh, and so describe to me what's happening here. You are cleaning okay. your car. I wash yeah. my car, Dawn dish soap, yeah. water, bucket, sponge, hose with a grabber. It's not a hose sitting there running water down the street. On, on the I, sidewalk into the city on, drain system, in the gray water. And my residence only in the gray water. The same place, mm -hmm. the Dawn that goes out down my dish, my yeah, sink, the same, same uh, goes to the same no, place. But, but gray water. Yeah. I wonder. It? Yeah. It depends on the neighborhood, but yeah. Right. Okay. Yeah. Or in the sewer. Yeah. Right. They mix the same eventually. sewer that goes running yeah. down to the end of my street and causes E. coli uh, out at, at the beaches. When overflowed. Yeah. I think right. they come together. Yeah. So, anyways, yes. But it is, it is the, those two drains, right? Soap Storm from drains. Your car or, is yeah. not going to, is like the, yeah. I, so, hey, okay. Let me back up. Yes. My car is very dirty. I have numerous dogs and I walk them off leash year round every single day. So I have, the crazy dog lady's car. I've got the liner in the car and whatever, but I mean, you should see Linda Steele getting into my car on Thursdays on the way down to the thing, <laughs> like, but she Whoa. doesn't drive. So she doesn't get to complain. It doesn't stink and it's not filthy. Oh, no, no, it's no just wet got, dog smell? It's, no, I'm pretty good at that. Okay. I'm pretty good at that, but it's got paw prints and nose prints everywhere. And yeah, I, mm -hmm. it's a dog car. So I've been meaning to wash my car for months and I've just not had a chance. I just have not. And when I thought I would, then it's raining out. I'm like, meh. Uh, and so, 
uh, day before yesterday, I was super tired at the end of my day. And I thought I'm falling asleep sitting up here and that's not good. I need to do something. Oh, I'm going to go wash my car. And I did it. It only took me 20 minutes because I'm not freakish about it. I just wash it. And then I wiped out the interior and did a little vacuum in there with my little handheld Dyson thingy. And mm -hmm. I'm like, oh, done. That was great. Tweeted it out. Never tweet what you're doing because people are coming <laughs> for you. It doesn't matter what you do. Yeah. I tweeted out, oh my God, I've been to wash my car. Linda Steele, I believe, hashtag believe like Ted Lasso, like it actually happened. And then I'm like, that's illegal. I'm like, what do you mean that's illegal? You're not allowed to wash your car on city streets. I'm like, since when? And apparently it is a bylaw in Vancouver that you are really? not allowed to wash your car on a city street. It's up to a hundred dollar fine if you wash. And then I dug a little deeper and people started responding. I'm like, listen, this is crazy. This is, yeah. this is crazy. But the, and, and even if you own a home and it's in your driveway or even in your garage, also not allowed to wash your car. I was like, okay, that's nuts. Like this is an overreach by municipal governments or somebody sat around a table and thought, you know what, we'll just roll this all into one. Cause what they don't want you working on your car, like a mechanic on a city street, cause you might let the antifreeze out or you might let the oil out. You don't know what oh, you're God. doing and it might be whatever, but that was what I've been able to dig right. into the, is the that was the impetus and it went all the way to, you're not allowed to have your kids wash your car in front of your house. Give me a goddamn break. So you that put in your driveway, garbage. the water flow, if you have a driveway, which in kits, nobody has driveways and most no. areas in the city uh, are getting away from the driveway. And if you know, you're, or you're in an alley, so there's no, I mean, it's ridiculous. And so where, I mean, so you, you're supposed to take your car to the car cleaning places that car wash and that, yeah. and that water goes where? <laughs> yeah. Uh, the, the, the reasoning that I was offered on the, on the Twitter was that they have water recycling processes that at these car wash places that charge between 30 and a hundred dollars to wash your car. Um, or you can drive through one of the gas stations and go through like chemical central and, and still have a dirty car on the other side. Um, mm -hmm. it's, it's insane to me. Anyways, I lost it, my, it's, I, I know it, well, it'll shock it you, but back, I lost myself it, it, it on the Twitter. Full, it's full circle on the conversation about bureaucracy and silliness and why are we like, come on, common sense. You know, it's like, seriously, you're washing your car in the street. How, how much of a problem could that possibly be? And really, even if as a kid, I remember, you know, we'd be always fixing our cars on the street. The we'd pull up fun. to our friends' houses and we all had our cars and we'd all be some of us better than others not not not, not my skill set but you know we'd be sitting around and some guy would have his cool car i had my junkie you, you gotta know take I'd those spark Delta plugs out yeah yeah them, doing whatever and put them back in yeah yeah exactly oh yeah i did that Job too. done yeah so i was a go-kart rat that's just, so yeah yeah so that's the stuff yeah. you do when you're a kid for sure and and washing and, cars how about just up up the street at the high school they just had a huge car wash as a fundraiser they did it in front of the school in the driveway at the school you know what bucks, i'm willing to bucks, 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 bucks. i'm willing to take the hit for the three times a year i'm going to enjoy turning on some music going out front cleaning my car, getting some exercise, meeting my neighbors. We're not allowed to do anything in front of our homes anymore. This is stupid. It's stupid. Film it live. It's like our, our, our issue with wine and parks. Bring it on. I'm going to have my glass of wine. I'm doing it film, anyway. Film it if it ever comes to the fact that they're going to take my wine away and find me the hundred bucks for like, because I didn't say, I didn't sit in the right corner of a, of a park in the city, in the city. It's, you know, ridiculous. It Anyways, is ridiculous. I want to go rant. to ports. We rant we because to we love. 
can we go to the port strike? Because that really should have been yes. our top story. But we so what do you think? What do you see happening here? People screaming in, in industry saying we need legislation that is back to work for the essential service that is the port. Of course, we have uh, people in the union who are uh, like, no, this is our right, our right to strike. It's a, it's a right to, that sure. we withdraw our services. That's what unions are, are all about. So what what's your take on what we're seeing here at eight hundred million dollars a day? Well, yeah, it's uh, and of course the, the big issue is this automation, which of course they they're going to have to embrace. Um, but they've seen numbers down in the states. Uh, I think it's San Francisco, was California, LA was six hundred six hundred jobs lost yeah. because of it. At so LA, you know, yeah. obviously this is a problem, and there needs to be a process to to move towards automation. You can't deny uh, technology, and uh, you know, but so that's a negotiation that they have to do. And that's what this is all about, right? We don't want it to get to a strike. And obviously we have the biggest port in North America here. And uh, it's, you know, it's a pretty important part of our, our economy we are. Uh, yeah. and our Canadian economy. And we had a brief strike a few years ago and it was only, it wasn't very long, but it was a significant amount of money that we were losing every day. And so this can't, uh, I hope it doesn't come to this, but it looks like we're heading that way and, and, and we'll see how many days it lasts, but it really screws up a lot of things, uh, not only in Canada, but U.S. relies on, on our ports in a big way too. Uh, yeah. Certainly coal, a lot of coal comes through to, through our ports and then goes sulfur. down to the States. Uh, sulfur, uh, yeah. lumber, grain, you know, yeah, all that stuff. Uh, yeah. And then Crude. all the knickknacks all the knickknacks from my dollar store. Where, what am oh I going to do? Oh my God, where are you going to get your knickknacks from, George? Where are you <laughs> get your and the other thing that came up too was, frankly, our... Uh, our Canadian reputation with regard to trade and port reliability, because it's not just now this strike, but we've had the atmospheric rivers that shut down our, our systems, mm -hmm. our, our highway systems. We have had yeah. the trucker convoy that shut down two major border crossings that disrupted the supply chain in a, in a very meaningful way on top of already uh, stretched supply chain issues caused by war in Ukraine or COVID-19 mm -hmm. restrictions. Like there's a lot that piles up. And, and I, I was interviewing the Canadian freight management uh, president, and he was talking about how when people began to, to see this strike coming down the pipe, that they started to make alternate plans. It's not like suddenly everybody was like, oh my God, what are really? we going to do? They're like, no, we're going SeaTac or we're going through blah, 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 or we're just going to reroute it elsewhere. And it's the goods that that you can't get out of Canada that are a big piece of this as well. So let's hope it ends in a good way and we can get through it. Yeah. So, yeah. Hey, by the way, as we wrap up, you know, yes. George underscore Affleck, but threads, oh. Facebook's, I'm George you, Affleck in threads. Are you just, you're just George, George Affleck? Affleck? George Affleck, this is Facebook Meta's new. Uh, I don't, I don't uh, know you anymore. If you're, not, if you're not underscore. I, I know I, I, I'm tempted to just switch my name to underscore George underscore Affleck, but you should own but, it uh, just in case. I saw you've already put a thread in there. I saw you've been already put whatever, whatever you call it, a thread. I mean, a thread I, there's on a threads. lawsuit. Twitter's already announced they're suing uh, okay. for one for steal all the employees that he fired are now working there. Great. Taking all the intellectual property, which Great. is illegal. So we'll see what happens there. And plus I'm surprised by the name threads, because of course that's what, as we talked about in the beginning of the show, uh, Twitter threads, it's, I'm surprised there's not a copyright infringement there for Twitter. So we'll see if that goes anywhere, but uh, yeah, I'm, I don't know. I don't know. I'm not a big, I just, I'm not a big Instagram person. And, and so 
uh, but now it's connected to Instagram. And so I, I just, I just too many platforms for me. It's too much. Well, we were starting to line up behind. I've forgotten most of them. Blue sky. And what's yeah, the other one? Uh, uh, truth. Truth social, of course. Ma Truth you're, you're social never on. got in there. You're, you're yeah. huge on. Mastodon. Mastodon was the one that <laughs> I tried really hard to try so and figure ridiculous. out. So complicated. But the Zuck Mark Zuckerberg, I, I think he can afford an Elon Elon Musk lawsuit because Mark Z think? Zuckerberg's behind uh this Instagram slash it, it it's a monopoly for Zuckerberg. So it's kind of like uh bad and and worse. But Elon Musk has just turned Twitter into such a cesspool that when over the weekend. When I was I unable agree. to refresh my feed, you, you don't agree? No. When when you couldn't refresh your feed, when he was going to oh. just like, you either pay for it well, or you I don't pay. get to see I, things. I I'm like, oh, okay, I so pay. I don't. So, yeah, I, I love paying because now I can do like 500 word tweets. Great. So for those of us who don't pay, we don't see your tweets. So you're talking to a very specific audience because we can no longer access it. So, that's and that's why I like the freedom. Yeah, but that's no, when to clean things was, up. He said he was hey. going to do that as an ongoing as, as to trying. I'm just never paying for Twitter. I'm never paying for Twitter. I'm just never going to do it. And that's okay. Cause it's not all about me. I'm also not leaving Twitter cause I don't have to, but I, yeah. I find myself with every disruption. I use it less. And with every new opportunity to go elsewhere, I use it less. And maybe that's a good thing for me and for people who hate me on Twitter. <laughs> I find it's interesting looking at our younger crowd, yeah. your kid, my kids, Oh yeah, they're they're really not on social media the way Snapchat. they were. Yeah, and then, well, they didn't even do that. They don't act. It's actually That's a good thing. Yeah. It's a good. Oh, no. They're not. They're not like. There's le I see less and less of this vanity social stuff from the younger Same. from the kids these days. The At least there's that generation, like ones who are twenty, say two or three, or and younger. There's like this generation that are that are our kids' range uh, that seem to be less interested in all this stuff, and they yeah. see it as a tool potentially for work or whatever, but not their personal life. Meh. Like I'm it's always like, guys, why don't you, my son's traveling right now. I say, why are yeah. you posting? Meh. <laughs> like, and I I'm saw him the post the Farhaven sticker that he put up. Yes, I know. He's out there in Europe vandalizing it. Well, vandalizing well done, places. Yeah. I think I'm sure it's Photoshopped. It's not real. Oh, sure. <laughs> and then our 15 year olds or my almost 16 year old is like self-regulating now. It's like what, not even a week into summer or we just had a week into summer uh, vacation yeah. from school. And he's like, yeah, I don't think I want to stay in my room all day uh, ever <laughs> again. And I'm like, really? Okay, good. And he's like, yeah, I kind of wish there was no such thing as phones other than, you know, to, to stay in touch with my friends. I'm like, oh, like maybe uh -huh. put, attach it to the wall with a long cord and you can only use it when you're yeah. Get on your three speed with your banana seat and your sissy bar and That's go for right. a ride. Sissy bar. Let's go. Metallic sparkly banana seats with long frilly Purple bike. This is my bike. Three gears. Yeah, totally. Right the oh, the gears like this. Oh yeah, oh, dude. Yeah. We had the same bike. Was yours orange? Mine was orange was with purple, a black purple. banana seat. You had purple. Purple. George, yeah. you're way too cool for me. We got to go. <laughs> you can underscore or not at George underscore, underscore. for Twitter. You should read his 500 word <laughs> tweets. Uh, you can get mad at me on Twitter at Jody Vance, Jody with a Y at Jody Vance on Twitter. That's Unspun, unspunpodcast.com. Like and subscribe. <laughs>